Hey kid, you're a teenager like me. You know what's cool? What? Loud music, skateboards, and Stratosaurus Rad. Stratosaurus Rad? Who? What's that? What's that? Listen, kid. He's more daring than Denver the Last Dinosaur. And if you think the extreme dinosaurs are extreme, wait till you see this extreme. And he's way more F-bomb than zombie dinos from outer space on the CDI. He's Shredosaurus Rex. Hey man, he sounds pretty cool. You know, my parental units, my reps, they all come down on me. And they say, uh, hey, what are you wearing? All oh, those clothes. And, and uh, the other day, I couldn't get on a bus. Uh, my mohawk was too high. See? That's how cool I am. With my mohawk and my uh, clothes. But I'll tell you what. If this Shredosaurus Rad was... Rad, Rex, did I say Rex before? If this Shredosaurus Rad was on a t-shirt, uh, my parents would really come down on me. Because it's so cool. That's right, St- it's, uh, Rad Ryan. That's right. But you know what isn't cool? Drinking drugs. Don't drink drugs, man. Yeah. I don't want to be an egg on drinking drugs. And and then I I cry when I see trash at the end. And you know what my grandma always used to say, Rad Ryan? Yeah. Okay, good. Here's something something else she would say. She said there's only 10 type of people in this world. And that's why Shredosaurus Rad is available in 10 different styles. That's Jurassic. Check out Kyle Von Kubik's four designs, 10 styles, limited edition apparel. This is only limited edition. You're not going to get this any time of the day. Always not limited. Fuck. Oh, where's this going? I don't know, but I know where you should go. Winnersdon'tdrinkdrugs.com That's right, Stinky. I mean, Brad. Ah, fuck it. Good God, and it's the 4th of July. Kids, Shredosaurus Rad wants to remind you that winners don't drink drugs. Help spread the word with this 10 of a kind, 4 of a kind, Shredosaurus Rad shirt. Let's all don't drink drugs together. So go to don'tdrinkdrugs.com and check out all of the Kickstarter pledge groups. And I'll catch you on the flip side. So good. 
This is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, a weekly arcade review show brought to you every Monday, free of charge, from your friends over at WeTalkGames.com. This is the KK Sliders again, coming at you. Oh, yeah. It's Kyle Von Kubik and Keith the Robo Duke. Feels so good. Yeah, we got to get the the feel good happening with us singing because there's nothing that feels good about playing this week's game. It's Side Battler 1993 by uh, the Japanese leisure company, also known as Jalico. Yes, I, or as I like to call it, Side Battler. Side <laughs> Battler is coming right at you with your mobile suit Gundams. He's got it's big a sword. Sh- it's a shooter. And it, it's also a slasher, because you do have a sword. You are in a giant mech suit, flying around in space. Sounds cool, right? It sounds like a lot of fun, Kyle. Tell me more. Well, before I tell you more about how my stool was pushed in, let's, <laughs> let's toss over to T.T. Schmookins and hear this week's Snap Stats. Hello, I am T.T. Schmookins, and this is... Snap Stats. <laughs> Name. Cybattler was released in 1993 by Jailco. This joint utilized the Jamma board. The game allowed for two simultaneous players, with a maximum number of two simultaneous players. The cabinet displayed on a vertical, raster graphic monitor. Sound was, one channel, amplified mono. Your mecha, the CYX-017 Blanche, was also featured in absolutely no other games. So, head on over to winnersdontdrinkdrugs.com and help Shridasaris Rad spread the word that winners don't drink drugs. That's winnersdontdrinkdrugs.com. See, that's how you do it, Wiggly. Christ. You this titty snap snatch has been brought to you by WinnersDon'tDrinkDrugs.com. Visit WinnersDon'tDrinkDrugs.com and help not take a drink out of drugs. Okay. Now, more of the We Talk Games Video Power Magazine. Okay, so this game is super fucking difficult. <laughs> this is something that belongs in a whole month dedicated to shooters made for people who are obsessive about shooters. And I'm not talking about Shmuptember. I'm talking about some other crazy fucking month that doesn't exist yet. This game is not a bullet hell game, though. It's challenging in different ways because unlike, you know, bullet hell games where there's billions of little orbs flying on the screen and you have to thread the needle this game is challenging in a way that there's certain restrictions on your character as far as shooting is concerned and we'll touch on that in a little bit enemies come from different directions including from the bottom up the top down left to right they're coming at you at, at all angles they don't die easily. Even the easiest, lightest baddies take several shots to die. So yeah, there's many challenges in this game, none of which are associated with, or at least I wouldn't associate with, the bullet hell genre. I didn't even think of that because how different this is from a lot of those games. And also a part of that comes in with how continuing in the game works as well. Most bullet hell games are, you're hit with one bullet, you're done. Yeah. Any kind of power-ups or shields or anything like that in whatever shooter game you're thinking of. In this, you have a life bar. 
Yes, you do, yeah. Which you'd think would be kind of cool for a shooting game, but what you don't realize is every time you lose your entire life bar, you don't continue from where you left off. No, you continue at the start of the stage again. Yes, or on some of the bosses, you start at maybe a different stage in the boss, but I only saw two bosses. Pro player tip right off the bat, don't play this single player. You play this with a friend, and you try to muscle through it together. I tried muscling through it single player. It's very difficult because of what Keith's talking about, the continue mechanic you're constantly going back to the beginning, which is very frustrating. And you will navigate the lead up to a boss easier each time. But Keith and I both hit a wall at the second stage with a crab man robot. <laughs> Crabulon. I couldn't, I couldn't get past Crabulon. I think he's like Griffin or something like that, but I like Crabulon yeah, he, more. Uh, it's a crab robot that grabs you and your health bar just diminishes immediately as soon as you get hit by his claw. But uh, we're deviating and skirting around different things let's talk about the plot it's robots fighting in space sounds cool it's very much a shooter but it it flips the script on being a shooter because as a robot suit this isn't associated with gundam but you do have a laser sword yeah it might as Um, well be though the way the robots look they just very much look like straight up gundams or anything like that and and i wish i could tell you about well, this design is similar to the Gundam XO83 from the third iteration, but I know on this show before I've talked about being an otaku back in the day or being into some anime, but I'm never a fan of giant robots. Okay, well, most I ever got into the, the genre of the mech was playing Mech Warrior on the PC, which is not associated with Japanese anime, and in fact plays much differently with the genre than you would see in a mobile suit Gundam. But regardless, the robot does look very much Gundam-esque, and my pro player tip would be using that sword because you want to build the charge of your gun and save that for the end when you go up against the boss for that stage. And the sword is actually more powerful than the gun because the gun needs to build up a certain charge to be worth anything. And you do get a very, at least for me, I got a very satisfactory feeling using that sword because this game is beautiful, has great animation, good sprite work, and you slash through enemy robots and they do like cut in half very anime style. Oh, total anime robots uh, sliced in half wide Wires all sticking out all over the place and blowing up promptly, even though it's in space. But we know the laws of of video games and entertainment. Everything explodes everywhere all the time. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's in the vacuum of space either. It just looks cooler that way. Yeah. So making mechanic wise, some games that I got notes from as far as playing it and, and how this game presented itself. I'm going all the way back. You know, Shooter, a lot of times we talk about Space Invaders. I didn't get that vibe with this game. I understand the foundation of the shooter genre with Space Invaders, but I feel that this game actually operates more like Space Wars or Space War 1962 by Steve Russell for the PDP-1 mainframe computer in that you're floating around a field and mitigating enemies. Now, in Space War, you're fighting another human player who's controlling a different ship but you're very much in an open area now it's kind of on rails as far as these set pieces move around you with giant ships and the you know they open up a door and enemies come out but this sort of floating around mechanic where like enemies are coming at all different angles it gave me that vibe and of course if i'm talking about floating in space you're about to take the one i'm gonna mention too 
and obstacles coming towards you. Of course, I'm going to touch on Asteroids 1979 by Atari. Yeah, sure. that was that's the big one for me. Not a Space Invaders, much more of an asteroid shooter feel to this. Yes, everything yes. comes from all sides. You can turn eight degrees, though. Asteroids has a lot more with the radial dial aiming in that. You have a lot more uh, points you can hit in that circle, while with this, you only have the eight points when you're turning your robot in the different directions. And while you're holding the shoot button in that, which you have the shoot and the beam button, you're stuck in that position. So right. you can't shoot and spin like you can in Asteroids, which is really a step back. I, I, I'm leaning towards agreeing with you because when I first played Cybattler, I did feel that the controls were counterintuitive, but then I learned them and I didn't feel I, I didn't get so many negative feelings towards the control layout or the, or the way that the control mechanics handled themselves because I, I learned with that lock on, you know, hold down, shoot to lock on in that direction or turn or whatever. But I do agree that it would have been nice to have more of a radial spinning around type thing, which you would see later on in, in some of those Sekio uh, games or Psycho games. Um, those bullet hell games where the ship could spin around in 360. It would have been nice to see it in this game, but I don't think the game needs it. That's just my opinion. Though. No, it doesn't need it. I understand what they were they were going for, obviously, with it, but from someone, you know, as I've considered myself the more modern gamer in the crew a lot of the time, um, mm. I love games like Geometry Wars and stuff like that, where, okay, you, yeah, sure. where you can spin like that. So when you try to pick up something like this, it is a bit of a challenge when something is presented as almost being like a twin stick shooter, though it, it really isn't. This is, you know, and it's probably the reason it's not in Shmup Timber is part of the difficulty and also oh, so difficult <laughs> that it so difficult. isn't and that it also isn't a traditional shooter either, because it is something, you know, more akin it to Asteroids. It definitely plays with the mech or mobile suit, and I felt that I was playing a game along that track and not a spaceship shooter because of the sword and because of how I was moving around the screen. Going back to the making mechanics, one of the earliest mech games that I could dig up that looked similar and played similar to this game was uh, Vastar, put out in 1983 by Keith, one of your favorite arcade companies, the Sesame Japan Corporation. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. I mean, I love um, Sesame Street. Does it have anything no, no, to do with Grover? Thing. No, this is not a, a mobile suit Grover. Uh, this is um, very oh. much a mech suit game. It's a um, horizontal perspective. It's only similar to this game in respects to how that sprite looks and operates, not so much in the game mechanics themselves. This game is very, it's more similar to Space War and Asteroids than it would be the next couple of making mechanics I have, because I also have Gradius 1985 by Konami and R-Type 1987 by Irem. Both of those games, because of the big boss battles and the set pieces that you interact with in those games, not so much in how you play, because those games are very much more in line with what you'd expect from a shooter. Yeah, I. that's another uh, one with uh, that I wanted to bring up is not that because it's a Gundam or the eight-way shooting, but because of the continuing, you know, how you die and go back 
sort of thing that uh, goes on in it is Alpha Mission from SNK in 1985. I played that game on Nintendo and uh, when it came out in 1987. It was one of the original games I owned on the NES. And that has the same mechanic of like, you're dead, okay, go all the way back. Much like this, I could never get past the second level <laughs> in Alpha Mission on the Nintendo when I was a kid. Which also had some big bosses in it uh, for the time, but couldn't think of a lot of other uh, games actually in the making mechanics with this one because as I said not a Gundam mobile suit guy you know I got into Voltron early and nothing's cooler than Voltron so I wish Voltron had its own arcade game even if it sucked I'd love to play it well you know what in the day and age now where there's a new Voltron show that's a huge hit on Netflix we could get a Voltron game it could happen. It wouldn't be in the arcade though. <laughs> no oh god how great would it be if you had like five pods that everybody everybody uh, sat in one of those we're pods. We're going back into that We Dream Games again. <laughs> you know, I think we have a new segment. Welcome to We Dream Games. Dream games. <laughs> yeah, get the, the dream sequence music going on. You know. It very much would be very cool. It's very impractical, but it would be cool to have five pods that you and four other friends could sit in or, or you know, strangers, and then you could battle it out and then come together to form Voltron. And then Although, have, you know, everybody would fight over who forms the head. Yeah, but uh, I would argue that his name is Keith, therefore that is me. I will form the head every time. At least in the American VHS version. You get punched in the gut and somebody steals all your tokens. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here, nerd. Yeah. If the Voltron game came out in the 80s, mm, yeah, no, there you go. Little seven-year-old Keith getting punched in the gut. Yeah. So, yeah, this game touches on a theme that's very popular in Japan, particularly in the era, without being a licensed game. that doesn't have that Gundam license, but it's very much a knockoff or ripoff of that but that's not to be disparaging the art style uh, is beautiful the way that sprites are used on the screen this is a vertical shooter kind of because again like i said the, the enemies are coming at you at all different angles but the screen itself is vertical and uh the sprite is a good proportion to the rest of the environment it's not too small it's not too big it's it's just in that sweet spot where you see what's coming at you and while it's not easy to navigate, particularly with that second stage boss, it doesn't feel cheap. It just feels challenging. Very challenging. And, and I, you know, I went on to the dip switches to try to make it easier for myself. And I noticed that it was already set to easy. So I was looking for like casual gamer cuck setting or something. But uh, that didn't exist. <laughs> Did that joke fall flat? <laughs> Little Google baby gamer. Give me, let me yeah. get through the game so I can me, see the let artwork. Let me get the snowflake setting on this one. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I want in my in my mobile suit Gundam shooter game. Nice yeah. snowflake setting where the the enemy can just melt my robot even faster. Or no, wait, would I wait? Does it make the enemy snowflakes or my? Never mind. Both. <laughs> yes. They just hug. The robots just hug when you yep, set it You to get that. on gun button to a hug button, and your sword button is now a handshake button. All right, enough idiotic social commentary, fucking current events bullshit. Uh, <laughs> this game, extraordinarily challenging, beautiful look at great music. I really dig the music on it. Yeah. Uh, I, I dig the choices of the mechanic. It just, it's got this high barrier of entry. The difficulty hinders the enjoyment of the game. This is a game I gotta recommend 
to experts. Yeah, th- you got to be more hardcore than hardcore to be good at this game. I imagine. I don't know. Maybe we just suck at it. But uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> we're just getting that old. We, yeah, it could be. We, it's, maybe we're just more interested in what's going on in day to day life. Which is why our social commentary <laughs> keeps creeping into our fun video games. It's interesting that we both hit the same wall. Yeah. Which, you know, makes me think that, okay, it's not just me, at least it's somebody else. And it's a shame because I was enjoying myself. I died on the first stage and I started over again. And I realized, okay, I got I I have to conserve my my bullets. I have to conserve my energy on the gun. So I started using the sword and I'm like, hey, I'm doing really good. I got up to the enemy. Now I'm gonna blast them with my charged up weapon. It was charged over three thousand. It's over three thousand whatever, you know, the insert your meme here. Um and I defeated that enemy quickly. And then I got to the second stage. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna use the same method. And I was. I was mitigating the second stage really good. And then I got up to this crab and I'm like, all right, now's the time to shoot him oh wait wait he's got me in his pincers and i'm dead yeah all right let me try one more time so i you know oh i I got past the baddies even quicker this time and i'm slashing my way through and here's the crab okay dodge the claw and oh the other pincer got me and i'm dead and then i tried again (laughs) you see where this is going that's exactly Um, where i went actually i got to the point where i got all the way to the crab guy without dying and you know what? It's not even just us because Chris was supposed to be on this show and he tapped out of this game. So there's three people who all agree that this game is extraordinarily challenging. Yes, this is for experts only. Maybe someone out there, listener, can maybe, you know, go in and get that nice cuck setting in there so us little wusses can, you know, watch some other dude beat the game. Or so, oh, no, wait, that's what YouTube is. What's that? When you can't beat it, you just go on YouTube and watch somebody play through it? Yeah, and that's the ultimate cuck culture. Is, it's just watching other people play video games because we don't have the time or energy to invest in it. And we I'm somehow so still that we're normalizing that terminology. The, oh, cuck. You know what? I feel like the, the more you use it, the more it becomes meaningless. Sure. At this point, which it almost has just re- Obama. Yeah. Wear out that word being the ultimate one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Love the guy. Um, except for those drones. Mm. But uh, <laughs> inside battler, you mean? Yeah, I don't like topic. those drones inside battler. <laughs> they're just they're too much, man. They can't slash them down with the sword. You can slash at the missiles, which is really cool. If mm-hmm. I can make an improvement of this game, uh, like. <laughs> Like a other than turning down the difficulty, other than making it super easy, would be making it so maybe the sword like cuts through all bullets. Okay, that, turn that down would the be, power on yeah. it so you don't use it as much to just get through, you know, and that way you get that it's more of a shmup feel then. Because uh, a lot of uh, later shooter games like Dark and Light Shield to deflect the different types of bullets, yes. yeah, yeah. Just introducing that mechanic would make it maybe a little easier, though I don't know if you'd be able to deflect Crabulon's claws with the sword. Right. Uh, the, this. this game does have power-ups, and it so also they apparently change per level. Yeah, but they're very skimpy with handing them out. Yeah. Like, you can power up your gun, but I, at one playthrough, I did get a little, I don't know, minion or familiar option, unit. I believe they, option, they would call yeah, it. an option. Which was cool to have, but again, when you're doing at least my method of saving your gun to the end and using your sword, it doesn't really help you much. You just have a little floating option next to you that's not doing anything because you're not shooting. 
Not that it's not good. Yeah, I think I think we're just we're just not we're not good enough. It's definitely not for. It's not for the fan of heart. No, it's not for me. It's not for you, clearly. It's not for Chris either, who also tried this game. This game is, is I guess, for you know somebody who is like way into this type of genre. Although I did do research, and I read other people's reviews because I wanted to see, am I missing something? And it seems to be a lot of people feel this way. Some people are very disparaging towards Jalico, which I... I feel is unfair as a company there there is saying that this is a garbage title I, I see a lot of craft here it's just perhaps the balancing didn't get enough time yeah and too many enemies the on the is. screen yeah th- that's why i mentioned the you know maybe your sword having a limit even on deflecting bullets or hitting them back would give the game a little more balance Normally in shmups, I would say that's that's how they keep the balances. You know, yes, it's a bullet hell and this is crazy, but you have a way to get past it. Right. And maybe one of our listeners out there is someone who knows how to get past Krabulon <laughs> and <Right>. knows <laughs> what you need to do to really advance in this game. All right, so a short episode this week because oh, no. we didn't get very far into the uh, the game, but I think we touched on er- everything that we need to touch on. It it controls well enough once you learn the controls. It's very challenging, uh, sound wise and art wise. It's a very beautiful game. It's a very competent game. It's just it's this balance issue, this AI issue that makes the game for us at least not enjoyable and it's hard for me to recommend this game to anybody because you know if you are a hardcore shooter fan i think you're going to get more out of the bullet hell games of a cqo from 2000 or 1999 and if you're more of a casual shooter uh, fan we've talked about dozens of better titles than this i just wish this game it was either easier or it had a better balance about it so that you could mitigate through it because I think that there is something here to build off of. Yeah, maybe it's the two-player thing. Maybe maybe we need to get together and try it two-player and see if we can do any better uh, with some teamwork strategies. Though, I don't know if at that point Krabulon can just grab two characters at the same time. Perhaps. And you know just, what? Maybe. Maybe. This is an idea. We're going to have a live episode recorded at Long Island Retro Gaming Expo this August 11th and 12th at the Cradle of Aviation in New York uh, in, in Garden City. You and I will get together and we'll shoot a video of us playing this together and we'll see if um, we mitigate it better or we're just two incompetent snowflake cucks. Yeah, I think I think that sounds like a great idea. So until then, let's wrap up with our one sentence reviews. Do I have to go first? No, you don't have okay. to go first. It's all good. It's too hard. It's too dang hard. Okay. Here's mine. Playing Psy Battler is exactly like having your stool pushed in by a giant robot. <laughs> I should have said mine second, because it sounds like what you yell while getting your stool pushed in by a giant <laughs> robot. It's too hard! It's too damn hard! <laughs> too deep. Um, <laughs> we're also on Twitter. At We Talk Games and Facebook.com slash WTG Podcast. Hey, follow us over there and, and be a part of that community. Tweet at us. That'd be great. Tell us how much we suck for not being good at Psy Battle. <laughs> for Keith the Robo Duke, I'm Kyle Von Kubik, and I hope you'll tune in next week. Bye. Bye.